One, two, three, four, five, let's go! Hey, what do you think of that intro, huh? Wow. All right. Well, um, welcome to episode 58 of Fave 5 from Fans. I know you've been out there starving for new content, and I'm very sorry. Uh, life's been kind of crazy, but we are back on the air. We are recording this on Father's Day 2022. I just went out and had a lovely chicken parmesan sandwich, chicken parmesan crusted not a sandwich, just the whole meal. Yeah. And you had a steak. Uh, good old steak. Good old steak. And plenty of carbs. Mm. Carbs, 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 carbs. Jesus. Jesus was there. Jesus was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not today's show. <laughs> Today we are talking. Today we're talking about Jesus. Well, Jesus, of right. Course. Or, or other superheroes, maybe. Let's talk about mm-hmm. other superheroes. Um <laughs> You just implied that Jesus is a superhero. Well, he has supernatural powers. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he literally... He's the son of a god. He is, yeah. you know, the son of the god, if you want to just be specific and mm-hmm. change your, uh, your, your wherewithal there. But um, today, I am sitting down with Lily Dot, mm-hmm. one of my favorite, favorite... Daughters? co-hosts that I've ever had on the show. Ooh, take that everyone else. You know? Just marinate on your... Uh, I know, right? Because, you know, you are pretty doggone awesome. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Sorry, everybody else, but that's just the way it goes. Yeah, you just gotta accept it, live with it, move yeah. on. <laughs> so this, Lily, was actually, if I'm not mistaken, your idea... Because um, we have been watching and re-watching a lot of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe shows. Because I'm getting back into yeah, that. Yeah, you are. We'll talk about Captain America later. Uh, the struggles about who is Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but- so we decided that instead of talking about our favorite Marvel Cinematic people or our favorite movies, that we were going to do what I think I tagged as favorite Marvel projects. Yeah. And so that this is going to be something that has been on the screen, but on the screen in any shape or form. Yeah. Now, I know that that will probably limit you to the movies that we've seen and the shows that are on Disney. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I know there's a lot of old animated Marvel stuff. We could just call it pre MCU, but you know, if you got to throw the O word out there. Go ahead. I just, uh, I just mean, you know, I've seen a lot of. I'm not going to continue. Yeah, yeah. The this, next word I was going to use was prehistoric. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back in my time, we used to chisel on rock and watch it. We were happy. <laughs> But as want as we are always to do, I have given you the opportunity 
to come up with a list of your five favorite Marvel projects and two honorable mentions, if you like. There's so many to pick from that. There are. You know. There are. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you to kick mm-hmm. us off and give us your two honorable mentions, those things that were just not good enough to make the Fave Five, or maybe that were just so bad they had you couldn't go without acknowledging them. So oh, go ahead and lay it on me. So just back to back? Back to back. Kay. Back to back. So my first honorable mention. Why do I always repeat myself? I don't know. I, don't why do, I mean, I always, why do I repeat myself? Right. Please continue. Okay, thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. You're welcome. You know. But but my first honorable mention is the classic Avengers. Oh my God, classic. Period. That's from like 11 years ago. <laughs> it's, okay, but for, you, you, first that, of all, it's 10. Second yeah. of all, it's a classic to me. Yeah, yeah. You, and third of all, it really solidified the MCU. You were four years old at the time, so, you know, that's yeah. it's, it's okay. It's, it's, all right. It's, it's it's a classic mm-hmm. because I just felt the need to include this somewhere on the list, right? Because correct me if I'm wrong, I watched this movie religiously as a child. Yes, you did. Just like on repeat. Yes, you did. Yeah. Ad nausea. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good movie, and I recently rewatched it because I was trying to watch the whole MCU, and then I just gave up because you know I have no commitment, but. You? No. Pshaw. Ouch. No, I'm serious. What's you have hurt? tons. You're the one who like went through Stranger Things all four seasons, three and a half seasons, whatever. In like a week. In like a week. <laughs> you have commitment, girl. It's just about where you focus it. Yeah. But, you know, Avengers yeah. brings the core six together. Yeah. They're fighting low-key. And yeah. they're low-key. They're not low-key about it either. Sure. Sure. Low-key versus America's ass. Sorry. Continue. This is your your favorite. Yeah. But it's it's really just an honorable mention because I watched it so much uh-huh. when I was T-Tiny. So what do you think it was when you were T-Tiny that just had you enamored? It was so many heroes and explosions and all that stuff? Look, or? dude, I have no idea because I rewatched another movie that I loved from when I was small. And it was Barbie and the Princess Charm School. And it was so bad. So bad. It was so bad. Well, you know, we love what we love. Yeah. But like, I don't know. But I think Avengers still holds up. It does. You know, I just, I think sometimes I'll just like find something and I'll, I'll just watch it on repeat. You know, that's just my thing. You know, my thing is, I have to say, is it's Captain America's outfit in that movie. Um Great kitty. Great kitty. Leave the microphone alone. Um, it just, I did not like the look of it. Uh, plain yes. and simple. And I know that some people will say, you know, oh, it was colorful and it was all this stuff. But, and we'll get into that later. But I just thought it was very, it was too cartoonish for my. I, I think their costume design has definitely improved oh, over yes, the years. Definitely. I think, like, if you compare, like, Captain America's then outfit and the outfit he had in, like, Infinity War. Yeah. So much better. Yeah, I agree with you. Which some of that might just be. Are you laughing at me? No, I'm just looking at how <laughs> creepy the cat is perched on your shoulder, sniffing your hair with her eyes closed. Not creepy just at all. Me. Mm-hmm. My shampoo. Oh, I just washed my hair today. Oh, it could be. Yeah, so, anyways, I guess I should move on. 
Yes, let's move on to your other honorable mention. So my other honorable mention is the 2022 series Moon Knight. A fresh one, not the freshest. Yes, but Miss Marvel. But I won't. I won't say too much. Calm down. Sorry, Grey Kitty. I won't say too much because I know you haven't seen it yet, for some reason. But um, it's just it's a good series. I think that it introduced a lot of new characters. Right. Um, and it, I think also, I just like new stuff. You know, putting out new content, that's always fun. I think the plot twist was cool. And also, um, at my school, we were talking about, oh, in religion class, we were talking about why suffering was like could be good sometimes. Oh my god, sorry. Her tail. And we were talking about um, I thought you had spontaneously grown a mustache, sorry. <laughs> we were talking about uh how suffering can be good sometimes. And like one of the topics was like sometimes you need to keep the bad people in there so that it can positively affect good people, like yeah. bring forth some have the change. light without the dark. And like one of the big things which you figure this out like episode two. So one of the big things is like the big villain once like can tell how good your good or bad your soul is Mm -hmm. and if they deem it bad she'll kill you even if you haven't committed the bad act yet oh because it's there it's kind of like yeah precognition and so i definitely connected like that with what we were teaching in school Mm -hmm. so it's all it just like stuck with me okay i guess yeah i could see that the costumes are really cool and there's one very strong woman who kicks butt. So, you know, well, I'm always a sucker for powerful women on screen. That's right. And they also make an awesome t-shirt. They do make an awesome t-shirt. My t-shirt, I, I have a, I bought a shirt off of Etsy that like, I don't know, it's just, it's just a t-shirt, but it's like a screenshot from Moon Knight and it's. Just, and it looks like it's on a, an old iPod, right? Yeah. It looks on like it's song. like a music. Yeah. Yeah. Show. It's pretty, it is. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. But. Those are my honorable mentions. All so, right. uh, you want to give yours? I do. I have two honorable mentions, um, neither of which I believe that you've seen. And I also would not force you to watch either of these. Oh, great. But I do, I want to start off first um, talking about something from my childhood because we mm-hmm. just talked about it from yours. Mm-hmm. So, when I was a young lad, four or five. A young lad. Yeah. I, I was a young <laughs> lad. Um, they had something on TV that was called The Electric Company. The Electric Company. Yes. And it was kind of like, uh, sort of like this version of Sesame Street, mm. but without everything being, you know, Muppets and be- on the street. Puppets. So, they're puppets. puppets. Muppets yeah. are something completely different yeah. and so much better. Yeah. Even though Jim Henson <laughs> had his <laughs> up the. Um, but. <laughs> So anyway, so the electric company had all these. It had. Um, so it was just like a children's show. Yeah, it was a children's show that would come on uh, in the afternoons, and it had um, not Denzel. Oh man, I can't believe can I'm blanking right now. Yeah, you can. Um, is it Morgan Freeman. I'm so gonna have to cut this off so I'll look much better when I'm doing it. Of course, of course. The electric company. TV show. I just looked up Electric Company and it was like. It might be Morgan Freeman. 
Morgan Freeman, yeah, Count okay. Dracula. <clears throat> yeah. Rita Marina was in it? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> so, uh, anyway, it would come on in the afternoons, and it had, like, a very early uh, Morgan Freeman, who was the reader or something. And uh, one of your personal favorites, uh, Rita Morena, was yes. in it. And they had a segment that was called Spidey Super Stories. <gasps> Spidey Man. Yes. So this oh was a lie. I know you're wearing your three, uh, three Peter, Peter one, Peter shirt. two, Peter three. So this would have been Peter zero oh. because it was very. And look, I printed a picture out of it. I'm gonna fold it over so you don't see. Um, right here. And the thing is, oh, yeah, it's, it was really bad. But at the same time, it was really awesome because as a kid, you it was Spider Man teaching Spider-Man. you things. And it was also neat because... Was he like, don't do drugs? Well, see, that was the thing is he never spoke. He never spoke? He never spoke. Uh, he, anyway, he... So he was he, just like... He No, he'd do like this, you know, like, hmm, on his chin or and something. And a comic bubble would come up? And a comic bubble oh would God. come up. And it would move from scene to scene like it was a live action comic book. Mm-hmm. So it and he would it would be always be these little three to five minute little things where, you know... Somebody was stealing the soap, and it was he had to stop them. Don't steal soap, yeah, kids. Yeah, and I know that was a spoiler. I probably gave that away too, but it was just like I said, it was really cool. And he would shoot webs, but it was um, it was really bad. And was when it like web, silly string bad? Well, even worse, it was like oh, yarn God. bad. And like oh, he would God. shoot it, and then when the web would go on the bad guy, it was obviously some white rope tied together to look like a web that was thrown on the person. Oh, my God. But I didn't care. Six-year-old Jamie thought, oh, man, it's awesome. Spider-Man catching the bad guy. Right. And then this led into there being a Spider-Man live action TV series later. Mm. And I think that came Did that out. Spider-Man speak? He did. And oh. he, he and yeah. that was the thing about Super Spidey Tales, uh, Spidey Super Stories, is that I don't believe... That he was ever Peter Parker. He was just Spider-Man. He was always just Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, that was one of the earliest things that cemented for me a love of superheroes. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be the spider that ran from 74 to 77. So, my next honorable mention can go into the category of it being so bad I could not mention it. Yeah. Except for the fact that I love these two movies. So bad it's good? Yes. Okay. And I am talking about Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Now, I can talk about them separately. And if I only had to put one on, I think I would probably have to choose the first one. Just because it was it was very slick and had a lot of the original story in it, mm-hmm. in it and, and all this. But it starred Nick Cage. Oh, God. Okay. But... Good Nick Cage or bad Nick Cage? Well, that's the thing. Okay, that's the thing. Is that in this movie, he was Nicholas Cage. Okay? And that he was trying to do an act, a good job, but he, on his Nico scale, was probably about a six, Mm -hmm. maybe a seven at certain times. Is 10 the best? It's it's not best. 10 is the cagiest. So, like. That's like his most Nick Cage. So I know you haven't seen Mandy. Oh, so wait, like Abed Nadir jumps on the desk and, oh, I can't. Yes. That's Okay, that 10. would be a 10. Okay. okay. So exactly. And oh. one is just a normal human being. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, which I don't know of any times that he's won on his scale. I don't even know why there's one National two. Treasure? That was probably a three, maybe. Yeah. You know? But anyway, so it's it's the story of uh, of of Johnny Blaze, mm-hmm. who is uh, an acro- uh, a motorcycle acrobat stuntman daredevil. Mm. And um, his father, who he taught who taught him everything he needed to know, um, developed cancer. And so Johnny... Oh. Yeah. I so, thought you meant like he like created cancer. No. I was like, whoa. <laughs> no, that was all big pharma. Um, but uh, he, so Johnny made a deal with the devil mm-hmm. to cure his father, save his father from cancer. Yeah. Okay. And so then that day, the next day, the dad's feeling wonderful and he's great and all of this stuff and he's been cured. And then he goes to do a jump and he crashes and dies. The dad? Yeah. What? So okay. the devil kept his promise. To cure him of his cancer. He cured him he of his cancer him. and then he still died. So he then Sneaky made Johnny Satan. first only at night and then eventually later he would turn into this guy with the flaming skull. Yeah. Okay. I know, I know that. Thoris or whatever his name is. Sorry. And he would, whenever he would get near bad guys, he would um, do this penance stare or whatever, and he had hellfire that <laughs> just, yeah. just stares at them. He does. He stares at them, and they they like freak out, burst into flames. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, anyway, so in this first movie, it's it's it lays all the groundwork, and there's Peter Fonda's in it as the the devil, Satan, whatever you want to call him, and then Sam Elliott and his mustache show up. As a previous version of the Ghost Rider who rode a horse. And, of course, the cool thing is when he turns into the Ghost Rider, he becomes a flaming skull. Okay? Mm. But it's actually a flaming whole – his whole body becomes a skeleton. And so, anyway, so this is a really kind of cool movie. didn't do very well, but it was fun. But the next movie, Mm. okay, he cranks it to ten – 11? And, well, there's not 11, because when he gets to 10, he keeps cranking and breaks the knob off. Oh, okay. Of okay? Course. He is so insane. nuts insane in this movie that it is just unbelievable. And it's all about this kid who was born, or, or he's been, you know, he's, he's a young kid, mm-hmm. and he could quite possibly either be the savior of the world, or he could be... The Antichrist. Anakin Skywalker. Basically. Okay. Okay. Except it's not Alderaan. It's somewhere else. And um, so Nick is comes across him and his mother and wants to protect them. But then the Ghost Rider knows that there's something in this child. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, go, goes in this whole. And you know who's in this movie? Who's in this movie? Idris Elba. See? Idris Elba. Idris Elba's in this movie. He's like the guy from the super secret sect who's been tasked to to protect the boy. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, anyway, at one point, you know, all we ever see is we saw in the first movie we saw the Ghost Rider on the motorcycle mm-hmm. and the Ghost Rider uh, on the horse. So in this one, he is taking on all of these bad guys at this construction site, like a mining site. Mm-hmm. He actually gets onto this huge mining machine that has this big spinning disc that tears up the earth and turns it into basically a motorcycle. Wow. It's nuts. So if the Idris Elba aspect of it interests you, we will watch that. 
I love but I'm telling you, it is it is it is a a cage fest. Jesus, cage fest. So. Hey, wait, Idris Elba was in the office. He was a direct, uh, like a, a, a manager or something <laughs> from him. another office. I didn't know that. Wow. I was trying to find his like all the movies he was in so I could find Ghost Ride. Okay. I was like, he's in the office. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So anyway, sure. If you want to watch it, I mean, if you need to get your elbow on, yeah. we yeah. can uh, we could pop it in one night and, and watch it. Okay, but but before we go on, what? Um, well, I, I mean, would it's like your turn to go number five. Yes, but it's it's not on the list. Okay. Oh, because you've, I hate it. You've piqued my curiosity. I hate it. Oh, um, you hate it. I hate it. Okay. Well, um, so please. You know the Disney Plus show Loki. Wait. Okay. Yes. That uh, everyone was so hyped for. That you were hyped for. Mm-hmm. It's bad. You cosplay. Wait. What? It's bad. Why? Because. Okay. So. Let's go back to Endgame. Right? Okay. So, in-game happens, Loki gets a hold of the Tesseract, and he transports somewhere else. Right. And you're like, oh, what happened to Loki? Maybe he's not dead now. And then that's where the Loki series starts. Right. And they take him, because this isn't supposed to happen, and it's an alternate timeline or whatever. Right. And so, they take him, and they destroy the timeline. Right. So, does that mean that all the events of in-game in that universe are officially just not, not ever happened because that timeline's erased? Ooh, good question. And also, the whole, like, self-incest was weird. That was weird. Like, it makes sense that Loki would fall in love with himself. Right, he is a huge narcissist. That seems very in his character. But it was just weird. Yeah. Ah, That part, I agree with you. As a matter of fact, I want to say I mentioned something at the time. It's like, ooh, kissing your cousin, but more like, ooh. And it feels like... It set up the multiverse, right? For like multiverse of madness, but then like no dots were ever connected between those two. It no. felt like the multiverse had always existed, right. and that this had no effect on it. I agree. And like Loki was never mentioned, the TVA was never brought up again, right? And it, and it like left off on a cliffhanger, but like a really weird one. Yeah. And I just like do not understand it. It yeah. was, it felt like a really weird show that had no connection to the MCU besides making the whole events of the MCU never happen. That's crazy. Cause I really thought you enjoyed that. Is this because afterwards you've thought it over more and more yes. and more? I, I think, know. and, and Loki, the character itself is interesting and cool right. and whatever. And Sylvia's cool. Yes. Okay. Everyone hates Sylvia for some reason. Really? Yeah. I don't, but it's, it's, it's cause she's narcissistic and she likes to play tricks on people, like Loki. but people like Loki. love Loki. So I what? don't, Maybe it's because she's does a she, woman. Does she make seventy percent <laughs> less than Loki, than Loki does? Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, but, moving on. You know, I just. Well, I'm sorry that you hate that so much. You know, mm-hmm. I th- I think it might. Uh, this is a really bold opinion. I think it might be the worst series that they've <sighs> made so far. Seriously. Yeah. I'm gonna bring you back. Because what to else this. would be? What would be underneath Loki? Not Captain the Winter Soldier. No. You don't want my opinion on Ms. this. Miss Marvel? I don't I don't have enough data to answer that question. Miss Marvel is not as good as I hoped it would be. Okay, there there we are. It there feels are. it feels more like a Disney Channel original than a Marvel movie. It does. I mean, it's like a Disney like Which, th- th- that she just happens to have this power. Yeah. And 
you know, I, I will first I will say that I don't know a lot about this character. And I do love the actress. I think she's doing a good job she of She is of per- such a sweetheart. I do too. I agree. And I like the characters. I don't have I have zero um, issue with it being so much the Pakistani and um, the representation's great. Th- thank you, representation. It's just that was the, the word. Storyline. It is. I'm just not digging it. You wonky. know. And it's like the whole oh this guy really loves her, but she doesn't see that he loves her. And then the cool guy comes Get in. Get rid of that trope. I hate that. Stop I it. I hate that. Stop it. But anyway, spoiler alert. Sorry about that. She's passionate about this. So, okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Spoiler alert for Ms. Marvel. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe put in before we start yeah. talking. Be like, wait. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. For Miss Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways. All right. So, I unless there's sh- something else you hate. No. Do you now want to go no, to your number five? Not that I want to bring up. I guess I'll go to my number five. All right. Let's go to your number five. So, my number five. I recently watched this movie, I think, with mom. Uh-huh. Because I needed to pick me up. Okay. And it did pick me up. And it restored my love for it. And it is the 2017 Taiki Watiti film, Thor Ragnarok. Yes! Yeah. He's a friend from work! <laughs> <laughs> I just... So, uh, one of the things I love about Thor Ragnarok that I... Um, it feels weird saying. I learned from the internet. Uh-huh. But, like, it really made me see the whole thing in a new light. Is from that point from before Thor Ragnarok Thor was just the hunky blonde god with the hammer right right um and he didn't really have much personality you know I mean he did he did have some no I I understand where you're going with this but he seemed kind of like a little cookie cutter yeah a cookie cutter but and so in his thimble his thimble his thimble his symbol Uh was his hammer in his long blonde hair right right and like within, at the before the conflict of the movie arises, Thor's hammer is destroyed and his hair is cut off. That's right. And so basically, that establishes the need to redefine his character, right? Because him, his himself. core symbols are gone, and himself. Right. And I think after Ragnarok, he just had so much more personality, right? And I think he just became so much more fun of a character. Yeah. And Thor Ragnarok itself is super funny and it's really good. And I like Valkyrie a lot. Yeah. Of course you obviously. would. Because I mean, Valkyrie's badass. That's right. But I just, I like what they did with Thor's character. And I think that movie is really responsible for it. Mm-hmm. And also, I was having a really bad day and I watched that movie and I was so much better. So you must be really excited for Thor. Love and Thunder. Lo- Love and Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't love Chris Pratt. Sue me. No, I'm not going to sue you. And I know he's going to be in it a lot. But I am pretty excited for it. Especially since Lady Thor is going to be in it. And And Lady Sif's going to be in it too, right? Lady Sif is going to be in it. And the King of Asgard is going to be in it. The King of Asgard? Uh, Valkyrie. Oh, oh, of New Asgard. Yeah, New yeah. Asgard. So, yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's they, okay. yeah she, you're right. You're right. Thor, Thor called her the new king of Asgard. Oh, okay. okay. And so, nah. but I'm excited for her and all the lady power that's going to be in it. So, you know Thor. what's interesting, though, in the comic books, after Asgard is destroyed from mm-hmm. Ragnarok, um, that they do establish a new, new Asgard, but it floats huh, like on Avatar? Earth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It floats like, and I don't know, like somewhere in the Midwest, 
like maybe 15 feet <laughs> off the ground. Yeah, it is. It's like yeah. Kansas or Minnesota or something like that. No, this is like New Zealand. Yeah, but see, but it's it's just a town. Yeah. Okay, but this thing is like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's like if you took a huge chunk out of like if you took say maybe yeah. Manhattan Island and picked it up and made it levitate mm-hmm. over New York City. Part, That's part what of, this is. Part of me wonders if they didn't do that because of Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. when like they had to float Ooh, the city. You're right. and now that has like a negative connotation. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah, but it know. should be exciting. Uh, I just cannot wait. And I don't know, you know, I'm a huge um, Walt Simonson um, fan mm-hmm. who created a character called Beta Ray Bill. Mm-hmm. And I know I ooh ooh fangirled when in Thor Ragnarok they're coming in yeah. and there's that huge building with the three champions' faces. Mm-hmm. One of those was, was Beta Ray mm. Bill. And he is someone who, uh, I don't diverge real quick. Um, when the comic book was getting really, really, it was like at one of its lowest points ever. Oh, God. Issue 336. It was so, yeah, it was getting so bad that it was looked at being canceled. And so they brought in Walt Simonson, who is also, not only is he an amazing uh, artist, but he's a wonderful writer. And so he just took the whole book and totally turned it on his ear. He had this alien ship crash land on earth a huge alien ship crash land and of course back then thor had to hold his hammer if he mm-hmm. didn't hold it for i don't know whatever three minutes or six minutes he would revert back to donald blake which was a whole another storyline oh. and so he got into this battle with this alien he because lose? he thought it was a um attacking earth yeah. but in fact what you found out is it's like a sleeper ship and he was the guardian of it mm. and it got damaged but as they're fighting he loses the hammer, and when he turns back, back into Donald Blake, the creature, Beta Ray, picks it up, <gasps> and he becomes Thor. Oh, my God. Now, the first thing is not only those who are worthy can handle Milnor, so obviously he was a worthy person. And so Thor bring, uh, um, <clears throat> Odin brings them back, mm-hmm. both of them, to Asgard. He straightens out the situation, and he ends up having the, uh, the dwarves make Stormbreaker, which was oh, another yes. hammer, and gave it to Beta Ray Bill to go back to his home planet and help defend them. Mm-hmm. So he creates this whole new character uh, who actually ends up, uh, I think, is the love interest of Lady Sif at one point. Uh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm, I diverge a lot. But um, okay. I, I agree with you that, that, that that's what Ragnarok and hopefully Love and Thunder will, will oh, really cement it. Also, it Elba is in Ragnarok. Yeah, hey, how's he back? What? Oh, he. I'm sorry. He was Heimdall. Yeah, no, but I thought you meant he was in Love and Thunder. No, he yeah. did. He's dead. Yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. He's so, really he did. dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, great. Well, wow. that's a very five? good. My number five is, believe it or not, another movie you've never what? seen. Ugh. Okay. Crazy. It's the Fantastic Four. Okay. Oh yeah, I've never seen that. But no, no, no. Not only have you never seen this one, that you've never seen this one. So back in 1994, one of my favorite directors, executive producers, whatever you want to call him, Roger Corman, who was who did Little Shop of Horrors, the very first one. (laughs) Okay. 
uh, and has done tons of humanoids from the deep. He does a lot of sword and sandal movies. He does all these different things. But anyway, he owned uh, or, or oh, they owned the rights to the Fantastic Four. And it was basically if you didn't do a movie by the end of this year or whatever it was, mm-hmm. the, the the rights would revert back to Marvel and they would lose it. So they came to Roger Corman with a minimal budget. And as you can see, this yeah. is this is it. Looking You're looking at it right up. now. And God, why does he have Stephen Strange hair? Well, because that's what he looks like. That's what yeah. that's what he was in the comics and oh. stuff. And so um it was it was very true to the look, even to this you could see the things costume. Mm-hmm. I mean his it was really awesome. And then the little guy that played um a Johnny Storm, he actually's been here in, in Lake Charles at the uh at uh, Patrick's festival and stuff Good. before. Uh, but anyway, not only did it have the Fantastic Four and their origin stories and Doctor Doom, who's in the metal mask and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it also has Alicia, who is a blind sculptor who becomes um, Ben Grimm, the Thing's love interest, and the Mole Man, her dad. So it was really, it was really yeah. cool for a comic book fan. But really bad for a movie fan because it was <laughs> just a bad movie. Had a lot of schlock to it. As a matter of fact, they ran out of money. Oh God! Yeah. So in the end, when Johnny goes like full flame on, like to burn this stuff, um, it, it looks like a cartoon. Oh, mm, so great. you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but still, it. it I always loved the Fantastic Four. I had been reading mm-hmm. it. There was tons and tons and tons of uh, issues out there. And so it was fun to see. I have a copy of it. It's black market type deal mm-hmm. because it's never been officially released. Mm-hmm. But I will pop it in every once in a while. And I actually sent it when I went. some good old yeah, nostalgia. I sent it to Roger Corman once to have him uh, autograph my copy of it. And uh, just because I just, I just love yeah. it, you know. That's Roger right there up on the shelf. Day of the Dead? Yeah. No, well, higher up. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Wait, what is that? That's from Death Race 2000. Yeah, another one of his best movies. So, anyway. All right, so that's number five. So, if that's correct, and I take away one from five, that means it's your fantastic favorite four. Disappointingly, it's not Fantastic Four. Yeah, I wouldn't think it would be. But my number four is Daredevil. Uh Uh-huh. But specifically. Specifically. Season one. Ooh, so not the movie with Ben Affleck? Sorry. The okay. Series. The series. 2015. Yes. So he not the time when he when Stick shows up because oh my God, aren't you a huge Stick, Stick fan? You love I Stick. Stick. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was on the bottom of the list, right? He was. Yeah. <laughs> what oh, was that for, called? For for those of you who are unaware, which is everyone besides my parents, I ranked like all of the Marvel characters I knew. All of the characters. All of them. It was all of them. There were so many smudges on the TV from where you were pointing to them. It's like, oh God. But, but it was like, there was the bottom. hundred and something Marvel characters at least. there's a bunch of them. And Stick is on the very bottom. He was the first person. You're like, okay, I hate this guy the absolute most. Like I know we have people who've committed genocide Mm -hmm, and Nazis, mm -hmm. but I just. Ultron wasn't even that low. Mm-hmm. I just hate stick with a passion. Yeah, yeah. Oh my so God. not his season, but season one. So what season is it about one. season one that you specifically um, like? 
I guess it's just because that got me into Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story is pretty good. I like... I love Foggy Nelson. Oh, my God, yes. And the uh, the Nelson Karen. v. Murdoch episode. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Destroyed yeah. me. Yeah. But I just think that... Well, I've only seen season one and two, and okay. I started three, but okay. I never finished it because it went to Disney Plus, and I don't use Disney Plus that often. Um, but I just think season one had a better storyline, and I I know he had a real suit at the end. Yeah. But I like the original, yeah. black all black with the and how about that you know, scene justice. where he's fighting all the yes. Russian moms in the oh in the God. hallway. Oh, so cool. You know. But, uh, Another one of the biggest things about season one that I like is that every it felt like every scene looked good. Yeah, like you could just like screenshot any second of it and like use it as a wallpaper for your desktop. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there was a there was a definite darkness, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it wasn't in a lot of stories where it's so dark you can't see anything. Yeah. They they always had those. There almost seemed to be some time a, a yellowish green haze that would come I, from lights and stuff. It, it was just very aesthetically pleasing, and especially the scene where Karen and Matt are in Matt's apartment, and the lights are out, and they have the billboard, uh, and that's yeah. the light source. I think that scene is really pretty, you know. And I think that's just the biggest for me selling point of daredevil that every single second just looked good yeah well it's a great season for sure and season two had electra who i did not like i mean she was okay she's just i feel like she needs to go to a lot of therapy she does she does but that's that's again huge spoiler that scene where they go to break into her dad's friend's house yeah. And it's the guy oh, who... and she tells him that he, she, he has to kill the guy. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, girl. Yeah, no. that was... that was. I did not see that coming. No. Wow. But... but no. Well, it's a good choice. I think season one's the best. Yeah, yeah. I think I think four. even after scene three, you'll think that yeah. still, you've made the right choice. Because I, I, I don't... I just haven't watched it, but I've heard that he's like super angsty in season three. <laughs> yeah. Like emo, like, <laughs> no one <laughs> understands me. No. Not even God can stop me. Like, dude, <laughs> calm down. You know, there was tons of uh, his religion in the comics. Yeah. And it was done it's well. Boss, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Frank Miller <laughs> run was especially good. <laughs> feel the Catholic guilt yeah. through the screen. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Okay. Anyway. Awesome. Okay. <clears throat> Your number four. My number four is the movie. And, this, and I'm going to say this and I'll die on this hill. Okay. It's the movie that allowed the MCU to exist. Okay? Yeah. It is The Incredible Hulk from 2008. Yeah. Now, the Hulk movie from 2004? I don't know. Uh, that was just a bad movie. Okay? It has some great visuals in it. 2003. Three. Okay. But that movie could have definitely killed... The superhero genre, mm-hmm. because Ang Lee, he came, Ang Lee, he came off of a, an incredibly beautiful um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it is if you've never seen it, you definitely should watch it. But it was just bad. 
It was just bad. Okay. <laughs> it looks bad. Yeah. The whole thing ends up being that his father becomes like, oh, I don't, you know God. what? I don't even want to talk about it. Let's not even talk about it. This, it was just bad. The CGI. Yeah. It was horrible. Okay. okay. But come 2008, and they figured out that, that what they had done wrong, and they fixed it. Okay. They got Ed Norton, mm-hmm. who I thought did a very good job as uh, Bruce Banner. Uh, they brought in Liv Tyler, and they actually have the same General Ross that comes up in and becomes Secretary General, uh, Secretary Ross, uh, that brings the Sokovian file. Uh, mm-hmm. for, that's the same character and the same actor. Okay? So they also, in this movie, is the Abomination. Yes. Played by Tim Roth, who you know from Shang-Chi. From Shang-Chi. So, what else was he in? He was in Doctor Strange. Uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he was or not. Well, yeah, but I he was in Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. But then he's, anyway, he's coming back in um, the She-Hulk series. Yes, okay. She-Hulk. But anyway, so I think that this movie, if if Iron Man is, is number one in the series of MCU movies, mm-hmm. that this movie is number zero. Yeah. Okay, this is the prequel that allowed all the other ones because they did, and it has one of the coolest Stan Lee cameos. Security guard. No, that's a different one. That's from the first one, which was not so good, but that was a great one. It had both Stan Lee and Lou Ferrigno. No, in this one, uh, Dr. Banner is working in Mexico or in South America at a canning or bottling factory making like, what's that juice that you like? The Tomachita? Tokachita? Oh, your sister Topachico. Topachico. It's like one of those. He cuts himself. Kombucha? And no. And okay. some of his blood drops into some of the bottles. Yeah. And one of the scenes is Stan Lee opens the refrigerator, takes out one of these things, and drinks some of it. Oh, and he becomes like a quick, like a Hulk. Oh, my God. You know, but you don't see so much of it, but it's hilarious, you know? But anyway, it was very well done. It had one of the most amazing fight scenes, uh, I thought, even to this day, um, between the Hulk and the Abomination. Mm-hmm. And um, it also, like I said, it laid the groundwork for these characters to be taken seriously. Yeah. And the dad from Modern Family, yes, I he, he's in it. And he, again, this, I just got to hope that they're going to come back to this. Um, he ends up getting... Um, exposed on purpose mm. who his character later would be called Doc Samson and he's this huge um, muscled beautiful green hair quaffed back mm. superhero with incredible strength not as strong as the Hulk but he can go toe to toe with him um, but I have an action figure signed because Shadow Stevens did his voice mm. back in the day so anyway so that's what I'm going to call the MCU number zero, yes. 2008's The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. So, let us now go to your number three okay. favorite Marvel project. But before we get to number three. Well, I mean, number four is the, then it's number three. We can't. <laughs> but, but number. Is this 3.5? I'm, I'm connecting the dots from Hulk. Oh, okay. Hulk. Okay. They need to do better for She-Hulk. Mm. They need to fix that CGI. Well, they did in... The trailer. They were pushed to put that trailer out, but like, a, I don't know, maybe five days later, they re-released it with better CGI. Good. But because still, a, like her little legs look yeah. too scrawny. Because the producers apparently 
are, like, very adamant on the fact that she needs to be smaller than she was in the comics, which is complete bullcrap. It is. because her buff. What's wrong with seeing a buff, seven, eight-foot-tall woman? People would go crazy over that. They would love that. And just take Encanto. Like, for Encanto, they had... Uh, Isabella, who's the who's the, the pretty sister. flower girl, uh-huh. and then Louisa, who's the the buff one who carries all the stuff, and they made like a bunch of Isabella stuff and no Louisa stuff, and then everyone wanted Louisa stuff, yeah. and that just proves that people like buff women on screen. Why not? Put put a bu- if her whole thing is she gets exposed to some chemical and she gets super buff and can. It's but no, no, strong. no, that's not where she gets all of this from. No, no, this is. Uh, Oh, I don't know. She's Bruce Banner's cousin, and in the comics, she's got... Blood transfer. It's a blood transfer. Yeah, it's a blood transfer. Yeah. So she gets it straight from the blood. But but if her whole thing is like, she's super strong, make her buff. Why not? People... I would love to see her buff. I would, too. I can't wait. And the other thing is, later on, when John Byrne takes over the series Mm -hmm. and starts the She-Hulk again, there's been like seven different iterations of the She-Hulk, is not only is she a brilliant lawyer... Okay, but she's also an incredible. She's a very sexual person. Yeah, you know, and so there's like that scene where she picks up the guy in the trailer and like mm-hmm. walks him into the bedroom. Oh. She is. She Sorry. was like that in this series, and you know what? The guys who get powers, they're all you know, like Johnny St- Johnny Blaze. I mean, uh, Johnny Storm. They're all buff. They're all buff, and they go after the chicks. So why wouldn't a, a woman who becomes super strong and super well defined want to go after the dudes? I know. So I, I don't know. I hope. I hope you're right. I hope they make yeah. some changes Marvel to Studios, that. Marvel Studios, if you're listening, make yes. she Hulk buff. And we do know that Kevin Feige is a huge yeah. fan of Absolutely. the show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Okay. All right. But good segue. Reel it in. Uh huh. Get back number to number three. three. Is one that you probably absolutely disagree with. Okay. But. It is Captain Marvel, 2019. Okay. So I am going to be very quiet mm-hmm. and let you have all of your opinion about this, so that I'm un- I'm not interrupting you. I ju- I I rewatched them recently, not too recently. Yeah, six it was months ago. Six, was it that long? Ago? It feels recently. I don't okay. know. But we rewatched it, and there's definitely a lot more they could have done. I feel like there are a lot of missed opportunities, but whatever. Take it at what it's worth. It is a good movie. I like. I just like Captain Marvel. There's I think she's nothing wrong with that. An extremely strong superhero that women needed to see on screen, right. because we always had Black Widow, but it seemed like she was always oversexualized, and I think. And I know that's always going to be a problem with female superheroes. Not always. Hopefully not always. But I think Captain Marvel was really just a strong, kicked butt, not just there for eye candy uh-huh. person. And I know Natasha Romanoff's not just there for eye candy. Right. But I feel like that's what she was intended for. Well, that's it is because that's what she was chosen for. All yeah. of those girls that were brought into the Black Widow program were all chosen. chosen. They were pretty. Because they could be pretty and they could be taught, so there is a there's a big part to that. But I I I kind of disagree mm-hmm. that that she was brought in to be the eye candy for the Avengers. Yeah. But she definitely was one of the few who didn't have her own powers. Yeah. And was vulnerable. 
I just felt like she was over-sexualized a lot in the yeah, Marvel movies. Definitely in the first movie. Definitely in the first movie. I think definitely as Black Widow came. Mm-hmm. Since. Yeah. You can attack me for saying this, but since it was a female director, I feel like there was less, more focus on her character and less. Oh, I'm not going to attack you. Face. At all. Because, I mean, it's like what Patty Jenkins did with the first uh, Wonder Woman film. Yeah. You know, I mean, she made an incredible movie. I mean, there's the whole, like, argument of the male gaze and the female gaze. But going back to Captain Marvel, I just, I like, I just like her. Yeah. I think she's incredibly strong and very powerful and knows how to get stuff done. And I'm glad that there are women portrayed on screen that that young ladies can look at and and look up to. Take Miss Marvel, for example. Exactly. That's who she idolizes, and I think. That's a good person to idolize. Yeah, it, it, it certainly and, and I know we had a whole conversation about one of the deleted scenes mm-hmm. where, you know, Captain... And I think one of the things I didn't say was I feel like a lot of women who have been in that situation wish they could have done that. I agree. And, and I just... Because... So we're talking about the, the scene yeah. where we're... What Carol is she, Danvers what's is it, what's at called? Blockbuster. Well, but she's Veers. Like, yeah, she's Veers at that point. She's Veers. And she's, she's at Blockbuster, and she just got there and are at Earth, and there's this guy on a motorcycle. Well, no, she's not at Blockbuster, though. This is the next day. Yeah. She's taken taken off and is trying to head toward California. Yeah, she's somewhere. Yeah. And this guy pulls up in a motorcycle, and he says something along the lines of, like, hey, baby, show me a smile or something. Yeah, which is so horrible. Yeah, and then... Carol like looks at him, and then it cuts to her driving away on his motorcycle with his leather jacket. Right, and, and he's like on the ground, I think. Yeah, and you yeah. were always like, "Oh, he attacked her." No, she attacked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. She attacked him. And I found the deleted scene on the internet. Basically, she like shakes his hand and doesn't let go, and she's like, "Listen, you can keep your hand if you give me the keys to your motorcycle and your leather jacket." Right. And he's like, fine. She lets and, go. And he t- she takes the helmet, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the helmet. Which I thought helmet. was a neat... Well, okay, <laughs> you're first. invulnerable, but you're going to get that helmet. First. But he gives her the stuff, and she's like, what, no smile? And then, you know, yeah. she drives away on the motorcycle, and he's writhing on the ground in pain. Yeah. And again, understand that my point is not that there are countless ladies who have been in that same situation where a stupid man... Tries a stupid thing. Yeah, and you just want to punch him. But you can't do that. Because it's not socially acceptable. Right. You can tell him something back, but you're probably not going to because then that would... But But the fact that she walks up and no matter what the guy said to her, he didn't physically assault her in any means. And she basically commits assault and then grand theft auto... And now, and again, we've had the conversation that, well, first of all, she, in, in her mindset at that point, she doesn't understand that. That's well, not she doesn't even think she's human. Socially, so she's not life. from there. So she's she's basically a police officer. Yeah. So she's going to take the, take what she needs to do to get her mission done. Mm-hmm. And I agree all of that, but I don't think, or I didn't perceive that scene to be that she walks up to someone and says, "I'm the police. I need to commandeer your vehicle." I think she took a jerk a-hole who said something to her that she didn't like. And was jerk a-hole back. Right. You know. Which, but I just, I feel like 
We just view this differently. We do, because it wasn't written for me. Because you're a dude and I'm a chick. Yeah, and I don't have, you know, if if some woman comes up to me and says, hey, baby, what about a small? That doesn't bother me. But if a woman has a man do it to her, well, then there's there's all these other levels. We can be scared for our safety. Exactly. And I just feel like, you know, every girl who's been in that position has probably wanted to do that, but doesn't because it could, that could, like, put her safety at risk. Right. So it feels like if you finally get to see someone, get a taste of their own medicine, and have, and you know, get their butt handed to them, that's extremely satisfying to see. Yeah. And obviously, that's not the only element of Captain Marvel. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of other fun stuff, and you know, the whole your view your viewpoint and who says what changes how you see things. Right, right. That's cool too, but you know, I feel like a lot of it was written. For women, I, do, I agree, and that's and that the, there are these people out there. He's a woman. These these Marvel fanboys who can't have this discussion. They just think it's all this feminist BS. And you know, there are a lot of things about the movie that I really did enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene bothers me. Yeah, because I feel it sends out the wrong message. Um, I just think. Yeah, I think it's just something every woman wish they could have done, but yeah, can't. Right. And so they finally see it and they're like, thank yeah. God. Right. And yeah. I just, I don't think you, you could understand that. I don't think I can either. Fine. I don't think I can either, to but, be honest, because I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't walk in those shoes. Yeah. So, I, you know, so again. You we, don't walk we, in these six inch high heels. <laughs> <laughs> these boots were not made for walking for me. No. Yeah. No. Um, okay. So. Okay. That was your number three. Reel it in. Reel it back in. We're only two and a half hours into this episode. Um, <laughs> so. Yes. I gave my number three, Captain Marvel. Okay. And your number three is. All right. So my number three is a direct thread to my number four. Oh. My number three Ooh. favorite Marvel project. Yeah. Is the Incredible Hulk TV series. Crazy. With, with Lou Ferrigno. Now, I am not going to pull a lily and say, I liked this entire season, or I liked that entire season. Wow. Was that too too obvious wow. of a dig? Was it? I don't know. Anyway. For your information, I like every season of Criminal Minds, so. <laughs> this is true. So, but what I've done is I have picked my favorite mm-hmm. episode, or arc, because it was a two-parter. Mm. And if you ever listen to uh, my a very early episode that Patrick and I did, about our favorite superheroes and um, sci-fi shows of the 70s. We talk about <laughs> that we both love this episode. And we actually both, out of five seasons worth of episodes, we both landed on this episode as being our favorite mm-hmm. one of this yeah. show. And it's from March 6th and March 13th, I believe, of 1981. The TV, uh, the episodes are called The First. Mm-hmm. And so what it's about is, is and you know the concept, is that Bruce Banner gets exposed by doing experiments. And he's there's a, there's a horrible accident and his wife is killed. And they think he's dead too and that this monster is what killed him. So he goes on the run searching for a way to cure himself. So he's always finding these little things, going to these mystic guys. And he's going to this Native American spiritual hero. Well, anyway, while he's going through this town, he hears an old story about this green behemoth giant mm. that killed someone. Mm. It's a jolly green giant. It is. Um, but you find out, the episode is called The First, mm-hmm. 
because someone else created a Hulk. Oh, my God. Okay? And so, interestingly enough, it's an old man. But when he turns into the Hulk, he turns into this raging beast, unlike the Lou Ferrigno character, mm-hmm. okay, who is gets angry and stuff, but it's different. This guy is like evil, menacing rage. rage. And a thing I didn't know that Patrick told me about was that the guy who plays the Hulk, the first Hulk in this episode, was actually the guy who came in second to get the job of the Hulk. And he lost it to Lou Ferrigno. So they went back and got him. And now, so he finally got to do the Hulk. Thank God. Yeah, but it's a really cool little show. Um, it does not have any uh, supervillains or any other Marvel heroes in it. Now, they did do a couple of movies. And they bring in Thor and Daredevil and some other stuff. But but these were always the, the bad guy of the week. The misunderstanding yeah. of the week. Um, so this one was really cool because now not only do you see him fight someone who's as powerful as he is, he's actually a little bit stronger. And he's actually another Hulk. Mm-hmm. You know, so like 10, 11 year old me was like raging. You know, this was like awesome. So anyway, so that's gonna be my number three, the first from the Incredible Hulk nice. series. So all right, well, we are past the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. We are now down to your second. Favorite Marvel project. Lay it on me, girl. Okay, so you you definitely knew this was going to be in the list. Yes. But my number two. <laughs> number is, two. Oh my god. <laughs> you said number two. What if I just walk out? It means poop. What if I just walk away. <laughs> Disappointed. Well, you know. Disappointed. I'm just gonna get. So you're number two. My number two. <laughs> on the list on the list is the TV series WandaVision yeah I'm surprised it's not your number one <laughs> but okay I'll explain why my number one is number one when we get there okay but I know what your number one is though by the way WandaVision is just so good you, so you know what my number one is yeah, yeah. it's pretty obvious it is if, <laughs> if it's if you not know number you. two it's number yeah. one alright um, I just think WandaVision was a great series it was it is um I don't like. I Wandavision is a really good series, and I like how that was expressed as the transition between Wanda Maximoff, the magic user, to Scarlet Witch, the Mad Woman. Right. I like how you saw how she got to that point. Right. Because if you had just gone from Endgame to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. He would have been like, whoa, Whoa. why is she insane now? But, you know, seeing everything laid out. The grief, the loss. Yeah, like that one scene where she drives into Westview where their house was supposed to be. Right. And um, she opens up, like, the plot, and it's, like, where we grow old or something. Yeah. And she, like, plays, like kneels to the ground crying. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then you see her, you know, get the love of her life back and like all this stuff and get some kids that love her and who she loves and then have all of that. Yeah. She had to sacrifice all of that. Yeah. And you also get to see the extent of her power. Mm-hmm. And um Agatha Harkness, man. It was always Agatha. Agatha. Harkness. Oh my God. Agatha's great she's yeah. wonderful i love her i mean she's got her own theme song 
That was one. Even though I knew Agatha's, yeah. Even though I knew Agatha Harkness, and she was vastly different than she was in the Fantastic Four comics, which mm-hmm. we talked about. Um, Catherine Hahn did amazing. Yeah, with that. amazing. Job. She really made it her own. Yeah, yeah. And I think with how the MCU treats the comics, well, how the MCU treats and like how different they can be, right? That that's okay. I do think. I think so too. Wonderful. I've given that. I've given up on seeing what everything I saw on the, on the comic on. Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah. I just don't like how the Marvel fanboys, toxic Marvel fanboys, are like. I bet you've only watched Wandavision. Like. Okay. It doesn't matter if someone's only watched WandaVision. It's a good show. Yeah. And if that's how people can access Marvel, then, then why not? Great. You know? I, I just I, I love WandaVision. But my number one is my number one. Yeah. But yeah. if number one never came out, WandaVision would be number one. Okay. That makes sense. I love WandaVision. WandaVision. That makes sense. So I will say WandaVision is not on my list. Mm-hmm. And I will also say that I had an incredible incredibly hard time getting through the first three episodes because they're confused they are you're like what the heck is going on geraldine gets out and you're like oh yeah oh oh and my thing was it's not that i didn't i don't i don't mind the mystery you know but i literally was like what what is all we're seeing is them in old tv series and there was nothing to make you yeah unsettling you know something was wrong you know um but but the white vision, whoo, that was awesome to see. Uh, I guess why I like WandaVision, WandaVision a little more than you did is because I have this thing that I've talked about in therapy where I flag the minefield. So uh-huh. basically, like, I read spoilers ahead of time. Uh-huh. Like, I want to know what happens before it happens. Yeah, yeah, I don't do that at all. I just, I enjoy stuff more that way because well, I know it's going to happen. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> on TikTok... It's like a thing to like talk about the movie, but you have to put a spoiler alert first. Right. And I always see it, and I'm like, I'm going to keep watching. Yeah, I'm going to watch this. And so, like, <laughs> in Multiverse of Madness, I know I knew when all the jump scares were. Yeah. So I was like, Mom, look away. Yeah. And I don't like, remember I, you doing that, too. I mean, I I like knowing what happens before it happens. And I don't, I don't know why. Just do. Yeah. And so I think that's why I enjoyed WandaVision a little more, because I had a little more, oh, this is what she's doing. I got you. I got you. And so, I could see that, but I just I didn't, and so yeah. it was just hard for me. And I know people enjoy Wandavision without knowing what it was, and that's great. Yeah, but I don't know. I did love again. Spoiler alert: that when she and um, Agatha were fighting at the end, and she kept quote unquote missing her. Mm-hmm. I loved the fact that right away I was like, oh, I know what she's doing, you know. And I love it when a show puts all the clues in front of you, and you can figure it out. Yes. You know, which bones. is different from, yeah, Bones, <laughs> which is different from bringing Plot someone twist. in the last 12 minutes of the show and <gasps> that's the bad guy. Yeah. You know, if they've been there all along and you just didn't do it, well, that's your fault. My <laughs> you know my M. Night Shyamalan. If we're, we're going to talk about that, I remember one time we were watching an episode of, this is like the only episode of Psych I remember very vividly. We were watching one and like. There was like a, a production whole show on Psych. That, I know, but like I remember this episode vividly. It was a telenovela. Yeah, yeah. And there was a production assistant, and they were yeah. wheeling around sandwiches. And I remember seeing them, and I was like, "That's the killer!" Just like I do. Offhand, offhand, like, and then and they were the killer. And I was like, <laughs> "What did I do?" They, I remember they that. Two, they had like two seconds of screen time. Yeah, they're just there to like, "Here's your sandwich," and then left. And I was like, "That," and it was. <laughs> and I'm 
I'm so proud of that accomplishment. We're going to have to do a Bones episode. We will. Yeah. We will have to do yeah. a Bones episode yeah. soon. So. Mm. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. reel it in. Again. <laughs> You're number two. So my number two is a little ditty that we just talked about at dinner. Yes. yes. At dinner? My number two is from 1998. If, if the Incredible Hulk is MCU zero. This is a negative one. Then this is, yeah, this is the negative one. This is the one that allowed the Incredible Hulk to be made. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about Wesley Snipes' Blade. Yes, we were talking about Blade. Yes, now Blade Blade Trinity was on the TV, and y'all were watching it over my my shoulder. I love this movie, and I won't even try to make an excuse about it, because I love horror. Mm -hmm. I love blood and guts. Um, I love vampires. Uh, I love Tracy Lord's. Um, there was just so much Chris Christopherson. There was so much in this movie to love. And they, while not being faithful to <laughs> a particular, back. yeah, a particular storyline that I was aware of, they did take a lot of great elements and put them together. And it doesn't matter if this was a comic book. Mm-hmm. It was a good horror movie. You know, the end. Eh. Whatever. It has a very, uh, if, if you thought the uh, whole um, uh, incestuous thing with Loki and oh Loki God. was bad, you, spoiler alert from a movie from 20 something <laughs> years ago, um, his mom isn't dead and she like has the hots for him. Oh. Yeah. 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 So it's really, you know. Back ugh. to the future, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> mom is dead, home oh yeah. But um, I just love this movie. And Wesley Snipes to me, was the epitome of Blade. And I don't think Blade gets enough recognition because he was a strong African-American character in the comic books. Mm -hmm. This dude went up against Dracula himself. Yeah. You know, now I will say his first appearances were less than auspicious. He has like this brown members only looking high necked um, Turtleneck? <laughs> yeah, like leather jacket. Oh. And he has these goggles on that look like he's constantly waiting to go skydiving. But he, hey, you know. Maybe, Sam Wilson rocks Yeah, this. maybe he does. Maybe he does. But these were like a green color. Oh, yeah. But, man, when you see Wesley Snipes show up at the very beginning, and he's got all that black on and the black Kevlar, and he's got that cool little, like, batarang so, and the shotguns. just, like, wearing all black. Oh, yeah. It's just... It, do it and he rocked it so well so i just i really loved that first one mm-hmm. and i loved all three of the movies but i will be definitely one to say it was a sliding scale the yeah. first one was phenomenal and the, the second one wasn't so great the third one people really really hate on it but i liked ryan reynolds and and natasha jessica beale you know and natasha Leon. yeah getting to a natasha Leon thing yeah but you know there were just there was a lot of good elements to that movie and as we all know my um, bar is pretty low uh, yeah, when it comes yeah. to enjoying that kind of stuff. So um, anyway, so like we said tonight, we will definitely sit down and watch Blade. And uh, if you really enjoy it, there's you know there's some so, there's something to the other two. Okay. So okay, so I guess after all of these, that means we are now at our number ones, our number favorite favorite Marvel projects. Yes. And I'm dying for everyone else to know what your number one everyone was. Else. Do you want to say what my number no, one is? No, no, because I, I don't know what your number one well, do you is. you just want to, like, three, two, one it? I, okay, let's, you ready? Three, three two, 
one. Shang-Chi. Yeah. And the Legend of the Ten Rings. And the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. Yeah. A good, another abomination vehicle. Another abomination? Yeah. So I'm going to shut up and let you talk about the do wonderful... Do you not like one. Shang-Chi? I do. I like it. Oh, okay. I just think the whole never-ending story moment ending... Yeah. Uh, was a little hard to swallow, it's, and and I won't I won't even go down about how much I cannot understand <laughs> how Aquafina is a thing. But anyway, please. I feel like the whole ending is part of like the um oh, I can't think of the words the extravagance and like over dramaticness of like Chinese mythology. Oh no, I I don't disagree with you at all. The CGI was just weird. It it, it just I don't agree with you at all, and the creature. That the 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 Neverending Story looking creature that I thought. No, I do. Okay. Okay, I do agree with those things that you're saying. It it just did not translate from me well onto screen. There are so many other things about this movie that there are to love. That fight scene outside of the building on the bamboo, all that stuff. But again, I I I I don't understand how Aquafina is a thing. I've never heard one thing come out of her mouth. That has been even mildly mirthful. What? Okay, so and and that's me. That's my problem. I, I, she must be hilarious because people love her. Mm-hmm. Okay, she your your, your mom loves I feel like her. It's the Adam Sandler syndrome, where she's just around funny people, so people just assume she's funny. It, it could be. It could be. And there's and I don't mean any any. You know, oh, she's she's yeah. probably fabulous, but she's just not for me. Yeah. I do love that they didn't make them. Anyway, let's hear about why it's your number one. Yes. I hope they don't become love Yeah, I hope so too. But anyways, um, I just thought Shang-Chi was great. I just thought the story was great. Characters were good. The fighting was great. Like, the character arc was fantastic. Their costumes that are made of dragon dragon Mm -hmm. scales are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And... Trevor. Trevor's... But I think the big thing is the emotional mm-hmm. connection. Because I know mom talked about it with us. That, like, this was right after. Am I allowed to say this? Yeah. Right after my uncle died. And he was half Japanese. And he loved karate movies and superheroes. And I think representation is important. I agree. Because if he had saw. An Asian man kicking butt on screen. That would have meant a lot. Oh my god, I'm not gonna cry. Yeah, I'm okay. But I think that's important. And yeah. it's just cool to see an Asian person be a superhero on the MCU. Right. And be like kicking butt. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. It just. And not being a Kato. Yeah. He's a green And it, it's not. He's not Asian and a superhero. He's a superhero and he's Asian. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big distinction that like the Marvel fanboys can't accept. Yeah. I just yeah. The representation I think the toxic fanboys don't like in any way. You know, with Captain Marvel, with Black Panther, with Shang-Chi, because they get to see themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. And have for for 75 years. It's always white men. Yeah. 
So it's great to have a woman or a black man or an Asian man or a Pakistani woman in Ms. Marvel. I think it's important. Or a buff woman. A buff woman. We need a buff woman. Yeah, we need a buff woman. Remind, remind me one day, you need to look up China as the uh, She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. But you have to be careful because turn on the safety filter because, she, <laughs> oh, no, I'm not God. kidding. She was a uh, WWF wrestler. Mm-hmm. Wonderful actress. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. Okay, I know that there's a lot of, uh, of you know, physicality mm-hmm. in it. But we do know that it's not a lot of it scripted. But she was, but when, after she left, she actually did uh, an adult. She did some adult films, <laughs> and they did a parody. Of oh, yeah. But there is this really—I mean, she's really—and I—I don't even want to go into it. I don't mm-hmm. what I mean. But anyway, um, she looked like what the She-Hulk could look like—buff yeah. and big, and just you know, oh, and that's what I want to see on screen too. Yeah. You know, and Shang Chi just also felt like a good movie. It was. It and was very well scripted. I feel like besides paced everything. <laughs> besides that ending scene where he's riding a dragon. The same thing for Daredevil that it's I love. Waiting for Dusty to start singing. Every second was just like gorgeous. Yeah. Like you could just like screenshot it. And then whatever that was. Put it up next. So you have to have two monitors and one will have a screenshot of Daredevil yeah, and one one's has Shang-Chi. Okay. Like especially the scene where they're fighting. Oh, it's another light up billboard. Where they're fighting, and there's a lined-up billboard, like, yeah. projecting, like, neon colors onto them. But they just look so cool. Yeah. Oh, oh, and a side thing? Powerful woman on screen? Uh-huh. Asian powerful woman. I don't know how There are a lot of them in there. Xiao Ling. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? The girl who, spoiler alert, runs the ten rings at the end? Yeah. His sister? His sister. Yeah. She kicks butt. Yeah, she does. She, and look... I know she starts running some fighting ring at the end, but she is just on top of it. Yeah. She's just a businesswoman. Yeah. No. And she kicks butt. I agree. She's so cool. So, from my point of view, mm-hmm. um, like I said, when we went, I saw I saw how it affected both you and your mother. Mm-hmm. Um. And more so your mom because yeah. of the the recent loss of you know her her brother, um, and I don't. Th- this is definitely a place where I would never begin to have my own opinion yeah. formed about it because I'm not there. You know, I will still argue with someone who wants to argue the whole Miss Marvel stealing and assaulting the guy to take his. his yeah. That's Captain one Marvel. thing. Captain Marvel, excuse me. Um, but this is completely different. I can't know what it felt like to finally see that guy and girls uh, up on the big screen uh, filling the world, your world around you, mm-hmm. uh, and being, you know, the shizzle. Um and he, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. He's a beautiful man. He's I mean, gorgeous man. yeah, he's just his movements in that movie and his speech and his. Okay, but side note, those sneakers at the end. Uh huh. When he was wearing sneakers, oh, he had, like the full warrior fit, and then just like Jordans. Sneakers. Yeah, like dude. Yeah. No, get some better shoes, yeah. man. But like that fight on the bus, you know. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I, 
everybody was like, oh, Aquafina was so funny. And I'm like, I just, uh, I must have missed that. I was too busy, you know, watching the whatever. Um, but I, I am so far away from you about this being my favorite movie, uh, uh, favorite Marvel project. And it's because I'm not even in that realm. Yeah. You know, because that's what I love about this show is because that is a favorite on multiple levels because of your Japanese, uh, your Asian Pacific and, and, heritage. And, and, and I know he's, I know he's Chinese and I'm Japanese. But it's all, it's all the regions. It's all the but, same. It's not all the same thing. Please, I'm going to delete that. I didn't but, mean but that. It just, it feels like even that matters to us. You know, I, I agree. I think if you see, um, uh, if you see a you know a black person on screen, mm-hmm. you're not instantly identifying with he's an African, or he's a Zimbabwean, or he's an African American person. You just see the the features that you see in the mirror all the time, the 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 look, the all that stuff, and you connect with it. Yeah, I know. Like, I think I told you that the Malala girl, mm-hmm. the activist, when she saw Miss Marvel. She was like, she sent a letter to the Marvel. Oh, the lady with like, the acid on her face. No, the one who got shot. Who was in the bus? Oh, oh, okay. The Muslim I'm sorry. girl. Yes, I'm yeah. sorry. And she I, saw, I she totally... saw Miss Marvel, and she like sent a letter, being like, "I'm so glad I get to go on screen and see someone who eats the same stuff I eat, yeah. and listen to the songs, the well, same the, songs I hear, the little and actress say the same things." Grew up reading Miss Marvel. She there's yeah. pictures of her dressing. You remember? Do you remember? Like probably six years ago, five six years ago, when we went with Bird uh, to her neighborhood and went, there was a girl then dressed up as Miss Marvel, and that was a little white girl, you know. Mm-hmm. So right then, I remember the feeling and the thought was that this isn't this girl isn't looking, isn't emulating a um, a, a Pakistani or a Muslim or a Far Eastern superhero. She's she, imitating a powerful woman. A powerful woman, a powerful hero. And at that age, we should all not we see should, all of the all things that we see later. To see a positive yeah. representation of our of ourselves right. on screen. Right. And men and especially white men such as myself, I'll be the first one to to agree with you. Is that that's all you see for so long, you know? And so fanboys out there suck it up calm down yeah calm down you know it doesn't and and uh, you know you know how i am about remakes or how i used to be about remakes Mm -hmm. go back and rewatch the old stuff go back and rewatch it it doesn't change it this is just you have evolution you can see yourself on screen in a positive light yeah and some people don't have that yet yeah and i don't think including these (laughs) different races and ethnicities and sexualities is bad because people get to see themselves positively reflected in media. And that's, right. I don't know. I feel like I'm going on a You're number one. Okay. So I would really, really, really be surprised if mm-hmm. you didn't know what my number one is, oh. especially the way you just looked through my papers. I was holding it I up from the back. Can't say. But can, can you guess what my number one is? Uh, Captain America the First Avenger? Captain America the First Avenger. Really? That's your favorite? It's my favorite. And I'll tell you why. And again, this is what I love about the show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before Grump died, mm-hmm. um, this was a film that we were really, really trying to get to see together. And, um, you know, he passed away before we could 
see it, it came out and, and go to see it. So um, that right there makes it hold a very special part, mm-hmm. you know, in me. That being said, and take that emotional factor out of it, I feel that that movie is the perfect Marvel film. Mm-hmm. I think that the 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 the, the origin jumped literally right off of the screen. I mean, right off the page onto the screen. Down to the fact that when they show up um, for the um, super serum injection and, and transformation. Yeah. That just yeah, that was actually not scripted, which is amazing, okay? But no, there, with the old lady who like puts her hand under the counter yeah. while they're exchanging the past phrases, mm-hmm. that's straight out of the comic book. Um, th- there's just so much in there. So you're a sucker for comic accurate stuff? Partly, mm-hmm. but the other thing, and you and I've had this discussion as yeah. well, is the fact that Steve Rogers is pure of soul, is pure of heart and soul, and that Steve Rogers showed that he was the perfect choice to take that super yeah. serum because all of that stuff that happens at uh, camp, um, New Jersey camp, yeah, the New Jersey camp, um. Is that Grey Kitty? Yes, she's eating my she's number three. Grey Kitty! Uh, anyway. Don't eat the number three. I don't know what the number three is. Um, it was oh, the Incredible Hulk. Stinker. Anyway. Um, j- just, you know, like when he jumps on the grenade, for mm-hmm. example, um, and it's not really grenade, and all the others are, s- are scattered, or the way that he figures out how to get the flag down when everybody yeah. else did. And even when he's doing all of these other things that everybody else is better at, yeah. He still does it and completes it with all that he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that when he gets the super serum, he doesn't change Steve Rogers. He's just buffer. He's just buffer and has all this strength and, and all this other things. He is already the hero mm-hmm. that the serum allows him to become. And that's where him and John Walker are different. That's right. Because John Walker was not a good person. No. No, he. I don't want to say he's not a good person. John Walker had flaws. Not a great person. Yeah, and he, um, and of course, I hope we'll we'll find out more about this with the contestants and stuff later on. Um, he had a different motivator mm-hmm. than Steve Rogers did, and and there's one of the reasons why Captain America is always going to be that way is because of that little scrawny guy from Brooklyn who got his. Butt whipped all the time, but kept getting up and could keep doing it all day long. You know, I could do this all day, all day. So, okay, enough about that. Okay, mm-hmm. some of the other reasons, and I captured some photos of these. Again, photo accuracy is first the way that Steve looks when he's um, <laughs> before he's powered up. I know. What? I don't know. And she doesn't even touch his nipple. She touched just his chest. It just looks like she It does. Is. It looks like she's going in for it. So that that whole scene, the way that CGI, the way they got him mm-hmm. looking scrawny and stuff was amazing. Okay. So yes. I learned that uh, his body isn't CGI. The face is. Yes. It's a real person. Because yeah. that guy's on TikTok. Oh, really? <laughs> I found him on TikTok. Yeah. I no, like, I, I. you're right. But I, I did know that. It was a lot easier to have a real person doing the motions. Yeah. Um, so then the next favorite thing there mm-hmm. is when um, he's chasing after he's just gotten uh, the power and he's chasing after the guy and he's shooting at him and he pulls the cab door off and it has the look that shield of the shield that he first gets um, 
the the <laughs> later on when he's dressed up and he's fighting uh, Hitler over and over and over and over again, recreating the cover of that comic book. Oh man, it just what a way to do it. Yeah, what a way to do it and um, do an homage to that fantastic cover that's been redone over and over and over again so many times and to turn it into what it was you know just a stage show i thought mm-hmm. that was incredible and later on um when we meet hans zimmer i mm-hmm. think it is the first time you see him he's got that huge face yeah in in this like the scope and the everybody else just thought it looked weird but us comic guys knew that later on when he becomes uh, a sentient uh, computer. He has that screen built into his robot body, and and so it was. It was just a huge. Um, hold, hold it up. Yeah, just a huge, huge thing. Um, the synthetic man that you see at the World's Fair was just one of the best Easter eggs because a lot of people don't know in, during the World War. Two era of Captain America stuff. He was part of a group called the Invaders, and they went to um, Europe to fight. And one of them was a synthetic humanoid that had a flaw built into him that anytime he was exposed to oxygen, he would light up. So he was basically the first human torch. So later on in the Fantastic Four guy, he takes that name. But this guy is an android, you know? And so that was a huge, huge Easter egg. Uh, and we've already talked about the scene that after he's transformed and he comes out shirtless, that Haley Atwell just reaches out. And <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's unscripted from understood, just perfect, you know? And again, if the tables were changed and abandoned that to a woman, it would cause all kinds of issues. But it's still, <laughs> he's perfection when he walks out of there. He is Adonis sculpted and. <laughs> oiled up for your viewing pleasures um so that's that's but all of those things all of them Mm -hmm. fall to the wayside to my favorite part of this entire movie and that is his costume slash uniform that he is wearing when he goes yep when he goes to save bucky and the other Howling Commandos. One of the best it's Captain the, America costumes? It is the best the Captain best. America costume, in my opinion. And, so, and I won't even Sam call it a costume. because costume it's pretty cool. Yes. Their uniforms is what Uniform. I, should, what I should call them. But to me, it was the perfect utilitarian, mm-hmm. functional, uh, patriotic. Um, everything about that uniform was the bomb. And I will, I've never seen... Uh, the Iron Man stuff is great. You know, the Doctor Strange stuff, the Peter Parker, Spider-Man stuff, all of those. Th- but to me, <laughs> when he comes out and he, he takes that he USA, not that far. <laughs> when he steals the dancing girl's uh, helmet with the A on it and he yeah. uses that shield. That just made it for me, man. And, and that's a minute. And all, um, all from that little kid from Brooklyn. I, I love that. Okay. The scene. Uh, well, this is my favorite scene from the movie, where like they're making the shield, and like Steve Rogers is like Frenching some random girl. Peggy's like, "Oh, okay." She's like, "You gotta come test out the shield," and he's like, "It's not what it looks like." And she's like, "Okay, tuck in your tie first, and then tell me what it looks like." <laughs> and then 
Howard Stark is like, we need to test this. And she's like, okay. And she pulls out her gun and she's like, burr, 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 yeah. burr, burr. <laughs> like, He's like, him. how did you know that worked? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> get him, girl. So, you know, that girl was actually Natalie Dormer, who was in the Game of Thrones later on. So, yeah, yeah the blonde. But anyway, okay. as we all know, Agent Carter becomes one of my favorite MCU characters. Uh, mm-hmm. She's just amazing. So, anyway, well, that that's... That's a huge list. So now in hour three of our show, um, I'm sure most of you out there have probably fallen asleep by now, yeah. but that's okay. It's good. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, NyQuil, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and the therapeutic Tempur-Pedic beds. Um, all right. So you got to quit making out with the kit. You know, that's just crazy. <laughs> I thought you wanted to say something. <laughs> she always has this way of pulling her neck in and like she's wearing, like, I don't know, a turtleneck. I'm sorry. We're making... No, don't go away. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for the Father's Day present of a new episode. Of course. Oh, also. Also. Quick Marvel opinion. Okay. Since we're just on the topic. And I feel the need to express it. I like T'Challa as Star-Lord more than Peter Quill as Star-Lord. Sue me. No, I'm not going to sue you for it. I like Captain Carter more than I like T'Challa the Star-Lord. You like Captain... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just... She's... <laughs> buff. I thought it was funny. She is she's buff. She's buff. I'm glad she's buff. But I just thought it was funny how in Doctor Strange and Multiple Spanish, she's like, I could do this all day. And then 15 seconds... Uh, spoiler alert. 15 seconds later, she's like in half. Split in half, yeah. There are a lot of people who <laughs> have issues, day. and I'm one of them, with how quickly um, she was able to dispatch the Illuminati. I think, but I think it was just a show of her power. It was. It was. Which um, really But everybody, much. too, has got to understand that Reed Richards was just the biggest dummy by going, oh, yeah, well, you know, if you shut him up, basically, he would. You know. What mouth? Yeah. What mouth? That's crazy. So, that blew my head away. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Boo. Well, thank you so much for coming into the Plastic Microphone Studio with me. So I know welcome. it's way past your bedtime, and you have a big day tomorrow. I go so, to work with you. Yeah, well, well. And then I go to my friend's house. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, everybody out there in the podcast universe, thank you for joining us for this episode of Fave Five from Fans. Thank you for joining us. Lily, tell them good night. What if they're watching this in the morning or the afternoon? Or Lily, what if they're plugged into the Matrix and they have no real sense of time? Then they won't matter. Okay. How about this episode is only viewable after the hours of 6 p.m.? Good day Good night. to any soul watching. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you like my British accent? Yeah, that was great. That's what that was? <laughs> oh, no.